Hello, you are listening to Quotal Recall, a panel show podcast where we find out how well the contestants know their favourite cult movies. And what do we mean when we use that phrase, cult movies? Does it refer to a film that performs poorly upon its initial release and later develops a dedicated fan base? Or is it simply one that sustains a cult-like following? If it's the latter, I don't think there's a bigger cult movie franchise than Star Wars. Tonight, we're recording episode 4, A New Hope. My name's Ben Askham, and I'm the Quizmaster. Joining me tonight, we have contestant number one, Tom Nicholson. Hello, Tom. Uh, hello, Ben. Good evening. Tom, when, when was the last time you watched Star Wars? Uh, I have... I'm going to admit I watched it recently, like maybe three days ago. About half past five in the morning, I started watching it before I went to work. My little daughter, I sat watching it with my daughter, it was pretty cool. How old's your daughter? Six months old. <laughs> Did she enjoy it? Yeah, much liked it. Yeah, she fell asleep halfway through and I just sort of lay her there in the middle and she... Lay her there. Lay her. Yeah, pretty good. Odd time of the day to watch Star Wars. I know, but it was, uh, it was the day before we were going to do the podcast last week, but then we ended up not doing it. Um, why didn't we do it last week, Tom? Was there a particular person who bailed on us at the last it, minute? It was. It was me who bailed on everybody. <laughs> yeah. We're here now, though, aren't we? So just to explain, when we initially set up this podcast, Tom was originally a contestant. He then later called up, bailed, didn't think he knew the film well enough. That's, I didn't get chance to, I, I didn't think I was going to get a chance to watch it, then I did get a chance to watch it. He but. then decided he would come along anyway and keep score. <laughs> that night he rang up, he bailed. <laughs> And then he decided, you know what, I'll give it a go. So I've had to rewrite the questions a few times now. <laughs> well, I thought you'd, I didn't think you'd have to do any more work if I did, if I want in it or not, you know what I mean? I thought it was quite an easy... Tom has no idea what goes on behind the scenes, does he? <laughs> no. Well, if you'd written three sets of questions and one guy takes it out, you take one set of questions out and then you put that set of questions back in. <laughs> it seems pretty simple to me. Simple arithmetic, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's really easy. So Tom's he already had a reputation, so now he, he has his own theme tune. Do you want to make him that love? (laughs) (laughs) Contestant number two, podcast regular and co-creator, Mr. John Gowans. Good evening, John. Hello. So, John, is there a particular character in Star Wars you think you most identify with? Yeah, I think I was. I was. I always would like to think it would be Han Solo, but. I think that's the only one anyone would ever want to be, but I, th- I, I think the only person it would be would be C-3PO, really. <laughs> Just irri- a bit irritating for pointing out the, the facts, I think. <laughs> and and just the, the, you know, the statistics behind stuff and not really... Irritatingly rational, you might yes, say. Yes, I guess that's the thing, yeah. You're quite and, shiny uh, as well. Like shiny that. and, uh, yeah, 100% brass. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the... Yeah. Is he made of brass? What, what was he? It looks quite brassy. It's quite brassy, yeah, but I don't think it is brass. It must be like plate. He get plated between episode one and episode four because when he's when Anakin first makes him, he's just like real rusted steel or something. Mm. So he maybe gets like. Um, well, he's also in episode two and three. Don't forget. Yeah, but what what colour is he by episode two and three? I don't just know. like his brass. His brass. So oh, his brass between episode one and two then. Yeah. So some kind of electroplating or something. <laughs> Or he gets through a lot of brasso, just rubbing himself just, up. Yeah, he just gets polished up. That's how John's like C-3PO, he likes to rub himself. 
<laughs> Great. His cameo in episode, not cameo, but his introduction in episode, get it right, seven. It was a laugh out loud. It was one of the, the kind of, it's in between Han Solo and Leah, isn't it? Yeah. He just breaks up the emotional reunion, doesn't he? Han Solo, my goodness. <laughs> I think it's good because all the other introductions are quite grand and important. Yes. Like the Chewy. Whoa. <laughs> There's that bit when Chewie walks just dead past Leah at the end, didn't it? When yeah. Dad died. They don't, don't even pay her any attention. She's yeah. just like... She hugs Ray, who's yeah, never met. Ray. Ray and Leah have never met until that point. And Chewie just Chewie's walks just like, past. <laughs> I don't remember that bit. I don't, that bit didn't... I only yeah. noticed that when I watched it recently. I, I Although, in, this, in episode four, she does um, use a racial slur against... Chewbacca when she first mm. meets him, doesn't she? <laughs> she refers to him as a walking carpet. Yeah. So that suggests that racism is pretty rife in the galaxy far, far away. Although it was a long, long time ago. So yeah. <laughs> Time, times have changed. Maybe things are better now. You can't judge the actions of the past by today's standards. If, if Leia said walking carpet these days, it'd be like, ooh, <laughs> we don't really say that these days. A little bit problematic. <laughs> <laughs> and the third contestant tonight is Phil Gowans. Good evening, Phil. Hello. Phil, would you like to tell us your favourite scene in this movie? Well, it's funny because I'd not watched these for a while. I'd not watched any of the trilogy for a good few years. And I was sort of thinking back, like, you know, among my favourite bits from the original trilogy. And I don't think any of them are in episode four. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favourite scene is, um, it's probably when they've just taken Chewie up to the detention centre of the Death Star and Han Solo's having that little um, conversation with the guy yeah, on, yeah. on the intercom about the weapons malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just that's just brilliant, and it's like um, yeah. it's his. I think specifically, it's his facial expression when he says, "We're all fine now, thank you." Yeah. How are you? Yeah. And he sort of pulls, <laughs> he pulls like a real funny face. Says, "Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that last bit." <laughs> and that's your favourite scene out of the entire film. <laughs> that's, it. that's like not. It's uh, not the not the assault not the assault on the Death Star when the rogue you know and all the uh, X wings are. But that's what I mean. None of them are like Darth Vader versus Obi Wan. Yeah, that's a bit. That's pretty weak though. I thought. Yeah, that's what I mean. You compare it to the latter two films, like the lightsaber fight. Particularly, it's. Um... <laughs> does that compared to like how the like the highlight of the fight is when Alec Guinness does that spin? Yeah, he <laughs> does that little three sixty. He's like, ha. Ah. <laughs> He's not going to expect this. Ah. Yeah, compared to... <laughs> Should we um, get around under our belts and then do some more of the faffy stuff after? Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Next line. Vision, dreams of passion. Running through my mind. And all the while, I think of you. A very strange reaction The more I see, the more I do Okay, round one is next lines I'm going to play you a line from the movie You've got to give me the next line That simple And the way I'm going to score this is You're going to have up to two points for getting the line right Depending on how accurate you are And then I might give you a bonus point if there's a good impression And question one is for Tom your powers are weak, old man. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Nah, no, go on. I'll let, I'll let John go for it. Well, the only thing I can think of is when he says, um, you can't win, Darth. No. If you defeat me, I will become more powerful than you can imagine. Let's listen. You can't win, Darth. If 
you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Right, so should we just call the contest now? <laughs> should we just call it That's now? Nice, Do we nice. think that the big That's dog's nice. got it or what? Was it good Alec Guinness? It's only quite it good amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's pretty good, yeah, I liked good. it. I think it was a good impression, and I don't think the other two knew it, so I, I'm going to give you a little bonus point uh, there, John. Yes, well done, mate. <coughs> nice. I was thinking about this when I was writing the questions. He tells him, if he strikes him down, he'll become more powerful than he can possibly imagine. In what way? I, I was thinking, so that I think it's, is it just because it serves to motivate Luke? Is that what it means? Because, yeah, he doesn't really so have any powerful. I will become so powerful, I will turn up and give Luke some advice from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was just a bluff. Maybe, like, maybe, maybe, oh, God, all right, I best not then. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted him to put his lightsaber down. Oh, okay. Ooh, really? Oh, all right. We got a badass here. <laughs> you win. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think when you watch that for the first time and then he strikes it down and you think, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Here, here, here we, we go. go. <laughs> Pandora's here box. He He's going to have some phoenix eruption from his robes or something. <laughs> that first battle was a little bit tame. <laughs> <laughs> but it's leading to something. <laughs> okay. Class. So John picked up a bonus point there on Tom's question and now it's John's question. Ooh. Yes, indeed. If it's a fast ship. Fast ship. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? She made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. Um, it, yeah, there was, I missed a little bit. Let's listen. Yeah. It's a ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. missed a little bit. More or less, bang on. Can I... Yeah, the Family Guy quote. Do the Family Guy thing. No, it's not going to be the Family Guy quote, actually. It's going to be, it's going to be like a bit of trivia, but it's quite obvious, like... I think most people know at this point that a parsec is a measure of distance, not time. Mm. It's a unit of distance. So it's a slip up on it. No, but I think what Han Solo means by that is that he just took a shorter, more dangerous route to do the Kessel Run. That only that was only twelve parsecs long, and it's just showing off at how good of a pilot he is to navigate such a dangerous. But route. why would he say it, you? He was questioning whether or not it's a fast ship. So you would say, uh, yeah, it's a fast ship. I take shortcuts in it. That's what you're essentially <laughs> saying. Did you drive fast to get here, John? Yeah, I drove fast. I came a different way. <laughs> That's how fast I went. So I think it was All just right, a bit possibly, of techno yeah. babble gone wrong, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I've re- I'm sure I read that. <laughs> Leave that bit in, Ben, me shooting down Phil. I'm shooting Phil down loads here. This is going to be good. I don't like that everyone's so aggro. So a parsec been a unit of distance, not time. It's not really snitch-worthy, is it? Ah, and I should explain the golden snitch for new listeners. So this is a one-off award given to the person who shares the best tidbit over the course of the podcast. So it could be a piece of trivia or interesting observation, or I think Tom's won in the past just for doing impressions of guns, like Michael Winslow or something. Um, apparently on the Blu-ray commentary, George Lucas stated that this was a boast about the Millennium Falcon's superior hyperspace navigation system. The idea being that you have to navigate a course through hyperspace. Um, if you've got an amazing ship, it can work out the most optimum route, which is actually the shortest. Oh! oh. I think we should find a shorter route to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's not 12 parsecs long. <laughs> <laughs> How many parsecs till the next question? <laughs> so I've given you one point there, John, just because you're a little bit off on the quote. Oh, for that's for my question, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I missed it when he says fast. He says fast ship. She made the kiss. If I'd have got fast ship. 
it wasn't flawless. Right. You've got to be flawless to get top points. You've got to be flawless, Phil. Let's see if you can be flawless. Question three. You made a fair move. Screaming about it can't help you. Let him have it. It's not wise to upset a Wookiee. But, sir, nobody worries about upsetting a droid. That's because droids don't rip people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. Wookiees have been known to do that. Oh, Phil. That's because a droid don't pull people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. Wookiees are known to do that. Yeah, very good. I'm impressed. (laughs) I'm pretty impressed there. Tom's giving them a fist bump. Three points. Three points. I'm impressed at how accurate you were. And you had a, a, a very similar sort of slacker delivery. Yeah, you did it well, mate, that. I am pretty Han Solo-ish. <laughs> People have always said that. <laughs> we, we nickname you Han. Yeah. Job. <laughs> Han Job. Phil's nickname Han. Job. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of pulling someone's arms out of the sockets is pretty gruesome. <laughs> God, you're like, yeah, I won at chess. Yes. <laughs> it's like that. Dish. <laughs> Better look next time, Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you? It's a chest injury. <laughs> Three points, Phil. Well done. Thank you. Right, next question for Tom. Only a precise hit will set up a chain reaction. The shaft is ray shielded, so you'll have to use proton torpedoes. That's impossible, even for a computer. Um, It's not impossible. I used to... T- I used to... Blast Womp Rats in my T-16 <laughs> back in something canyon-ish. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. little bit on the end. Um, They're no bigger than a... Whatever that guy said before. Two metres. Two metres, yeah. Okay, if it's that. Let's listen. <laughs> it's not impossible. I used to bullseye Womp Rats in my T-16 back home. They're not much bigger than two metres. I feel like I can... Mm. I'll take I anything, want... mate. I'm happy with a point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be quite generous to you because basically you're you're getting a, a handicap next to these two because they definitely know it better than you do. Hand a job. <laughs> <laughs> I might I might round him up to two points for that. Well done, Tom. Cheers, mate. Nice. If you turn out to win, I'm going to rethink some of these <laughs> applications. So I said I was looking at Wikipedia to get sort of facts about some of these things that come up in the quiz. Um, if you look at a Womprat on Wikipedia, on the um, the stats and metrics bit, it has an entry that says, average length, not much bigger than two metres. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a good source yes. for that fact. <laughs> so, being generous, I gave Tom a two points for that one. He got some key piece of information there, like his T16. I was impressed you got that. The T16's a good one. Well done, Tom. Cheers. Next question for John. Uh, uh, everything's under control, situation normal. What happened? Uh, 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 a slight uh, weapons malfunction, uh, but ev- everything's fine now. Everything's uh, fine. H- how are you? <laughs> uh, I had a slight weapons malfunction, but uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's the most epic moment in the whole film. <laughs> <That's> iconic. <laughs> Good job, John. Two points, because I'm not being as generous to you as I am to Tom. (laughs) Last question of the round is for Phil. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. 
You are a member of the Rebel Alliance and a liar. Take her away. Ooh, very close, very oh, close. Traitor. part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. Traitor. Damn it. Traitor and a liar are the same thing, though. Similar. I'm going to go two again. Cheers. Two-pointer. Have you heard the original dialogue for that? Oh, no. Sorry, I don't know. We, is this Ben's facts with it? So we, we asked for um, some of the audience snitches, listener snitches. Yeah. We got one on Twitter from the False Starts podcast uh, that's relevant to that question. Um, so they'd said to us, isn't everyone's favourite bit of trivia that Carrie Fisher's coke finger is visible in many scenes? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, David Prow's Body of Vader, unlike the rest of the cast, never saw a penny beyond his initial paycheck. Really? Yeah. Terrible. Apparently so. And the reason for this is um, his contract entitled him to net points, which is, you know, from the net profits of the film, he gets a percentage. Films never make a net profit. They always write off everything they can, deduct mm. it. So every time George Lucas goes to a, a hotel and orders lobster for his dinner, they just take that out of the profits of Star Wars because they right. say, oh, it's George Lucas is promoting Star Wars. That's right. an expense. So basically David Prowse made no money at all. He's a little bit bitter. Mm. He's also a bit bitter that his original um, uh, his original voice wasn't used. He... he I saw an interview with him where they're talking to him about it, and he says, "I, I, I, I did the voice all the way through the movies, all, you know, and I kept on saying to Lucas, you know, what are we going to do about the voice? Because everything I'm saying is like coming, you know, from inside the mask, and it's obviously no good for reproduction." He said, "Oh, you know, don't worry, don't worry. So we're going to the sound studios and re-record all your dialogue in the sound studios properly." So I thought, well, "That's lovely, thanks." You know. Anyway, what happened was they got to the end of the movie chased back to America immediately because they were all done the films were all shot in England and they chased back to America and then when they were in America they suddenly realised that I hadn't done the overdubbing you see and then of course it was too expensive to get me to fly out to, to Hollywood just to do to, 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 you know, an hour's work as it were and, uh, and so um, so they got they started looking around and got James Earl Jones who was a lovely 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 character great great guy I, I like him. I've met him, and uh, you know, and I've uh, I've been to see him in plays and so on and so forth. And I think he did, I think he did a wonderful job, but uh, but I still think I could have done equally as well, given the right opportunity. <laughs> um, anyway, here, here's an excerpt of how he sounded originally. Finding the right voice for Darth Vader was another challenge. And action. Lucas had never intended to use the on-set vocal performance of David Prowse. Start tearing this ship apart piece by piece until you find those tapes. Find the passengers in this vessel. I want them alive! I can still hear David Prowse's accent in the Darth Vader mask muffled because he would do the real dialogue. He's trying to curse Carrie Fisher or something. Now what you're talking I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic... You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. It was hilarious and terrifying at the same time because we didn't know what Darth sounded like. That was the first time we heard him. We're like, is that it? Is it going to be some Scottish guy or what is this? Scottish. Prowse's voice would later be replaced with a more menacing performance <laughs> provided by classically trained stage and film actor James Earl Jones. Right, so two points filled there. Good effort. So at the end of round one, Tom's trailing a little bit, two points. John's on four, 
Phil's on five. Hey. Five? What, what's he got the f- word? Well, I gave him three for that first question, didn't yeah, I? Got three and a two. I was impressed with him. That makes five. Three and a two. You need your tally Basic arithmetic. You need tally going. <laughs> so you can keep up. So what I, was, what I was just saying to Ben is that it's only since I've got older and a bit more of a mature film watcher that I've really noticed how good like scores are in films. I like this film particularly, and well, just Star Wars in general. Just like when I when I used to watch it as I was younger, just like eh, yeah, it's music, whatever. You just yeah, don't yeah, care. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just something about um, something about being older and just a bit more aware that like the scores really kind of like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to shoot you down again. It's like you've just noticed that Star Wars has got good music in it. <laughs> you know, you've just you've just really yeah. You know, actually, yeah, the music in Star Wars is is really, really, really good. All right. Well, let me put it a different way. I didn't realise how much the um, score contributed to the enjoyment of a scene. Like you know, what I mean, specifically the score. Like for instance, in um, in that Tatooine bit with the two sons. Like when I was younger, I just used to like, well, I was just looking at some suns or whatever. But like, as I've got a bit older, the music, I don't know. Tears you up a bit. It does, yeah. <laughs> like on the uh, on the asteroid belt bit and Empire specifically, the score in that, that just like, that just completely makes it. I'm with you, man. I get, I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars, does have, Star Wars does have good music in it, you're right. <laughs> Breaking news. Star Wars has good music. <laughs> Sure, you know I know. It's watching it. Darth Villa, Darth Vader's a good villain. <laughs> Darth Villa, Darth Villa, like yeah. a football team. <laughs> <Darth Villa. laughs> All in black. <laughs> it's the Imperial team. Uh. Trivia question submitted by another podcast. Do you remember the last episode when we did the um, uh, a question for the Easy Riders Raging podcast for their Easy Awards? Well, they've submitted a, a trivia question. First, cool. to shout out the right answer. Hello, Quotal Recall. My name is Chris. I'm the host of the 1960s film podcast, Easy Riders Raging Podcast. And I'm here with a quick Star Wars-related bonus question for you. And that question is, in which Queen song does Freddie Mercury sing about not liking Star Wars? That question again. In which Queen song does Freddie Mercury sing about not liking Star Wars? I want to ride my bicycle. And the answer is Bicycle, where he sings, Jaws was never my scene, and I don't like Star Wars. Nice. Anyway, love the show, guys, and I look forward to hearing this episode. Ooh. Take care. Thanks, Point. Chris. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, right, Point there, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I'll tell you what, John, I'll give you a point. Fucking well done. Right. Give him a fucking point. Cheer <laughs> him up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Round two. Look who's talking. Round two is called Look Who's Talking. I'm going to play a line of dialogue from the movie, and the character's voice has been disguised by putting it through a voice modulator. And you've just got to tell me who is the original character. Some are named, some aren't. So what I'm going to do is, the first question you'll each receive is a named character. So you can get two points if you get the character right and then get the name right. Second set of questions, I don't expect you to get the name. So you'll get two points just for knowing who it is. Make sense? if you do get the name? If you do get the name, I will be shocked and you will get two bonus points. Ooh. I don't know any of the names. I'm just curious. (laughs) curious. (laughs) Question one for Tom. 
Oh, it's Uncle Owen. Mm. Uncle yeah, Owen. Yeah. Do you know what I found looking at IMDb the other day? That it's Aunt Baru. And I always thought it was Aunt Peru. But it's Aunt Baru. Right. Like, what kind of name's Baru? <laughs> Compared to Owen, which is quite normal. Yeah, Hi, I'm Peru. Luke Owen. Baru. Who? Well, but Peru, yeah, Peru is not a normal no, name. No, yeah. It's a place. Peru. <laughs> Peru, made, Peru made more sense than Baru. Right. Not anyway, much. continue. Not much, mate. You're right. I've, I've thought about it since <laughs> since I said it a second ago. Yeah, could have shot that down as well. <laughs> I know you're really fucking bit killer, John. It is John the flat cannon. <sighs> we shouldn't John. have waited for him. We should have just got fucking started. Yeah, have <laughs> so you knew the character, Tom. Well done. Two points. Cheers, mate. Question for John. Uh, I thought it'd be Guido, but it sounded like he said mm. more than I thought. But yeah, who? You thought Guid- it'd be Guido? Say again. Guido with a W. All right. <laughs> if that's if that's your answer, <laughs> why? What, how do you say his name? Stick with it, kid. Guido, the Italian bounty hunter. <laughs> what's it? What's it? What is it then? Guido. Guido. Oh, is it Guido? Oh, I didn't... <laughs> Guido. 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 It's got oh, just Jonathan. That's how Jonathan Ross would say it. So, yeah, you're just doing a job. Yeah, so you've actually stigmatised people, people with soft stars <laughs> in 2017, Ben. 2017, <laughs> dozens of us, <laughs> literally. Mm. Guido. No, I just thought it was Guido. Guido. That was no, but like G U I G U I D O. Yeah, the Italian name makes Guido. more sense either way. It's like Peru. And Peru. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Does that cost me a point for, mm. for for having a soft R? Sure does. <laughs> You're getting one point there, John. Fuck. <laughs> right. Question for Phil. Correct pronunciation, please, Phil. Evacuate in our moment of triumph. I think you overestimate their chances. That's Tarkin. Yeah. I always thought. His title was Grand Moff, um, but I think it's actually Governor. I think mm. he's actually a Governor. So it's either Grand Moff Tarkin or Governor Tarkin. I'd say Grand Moff. I, like I think in the expanded... Here's going to be my like my pitch at sounding really clever. I think in the expanded universe, he's be referred to as a Grand Moff, but I think in the film, he goes by Governor Tarkin. Perfect answer. Well done. Thank you. Tarkin. Uh, he's technically Grand Moff Wilhuff Tarkin. He was previously a Governor. He's kept that as a title. But technically, he is a Grand Moff, which does only come from the expanded universe. In the film, he's only referred to as Governor. Nice. Oh, shit, I, I thought it was a general. I'd have called him General Tarkin. Look who's Tarkin. <laughs> <laughs> we... <laughs> uh... Did you know that Grand Moff is a political title, meaning Governor of an Oversector? An Oversector is several planetary sectors. And Wilhuff Tarkin was the person who suggested this role and was the first Grand Moff. I see what he did there. Nice. <laughs> hey, hey, Vader, how about uh, you know, a, new, a new role in this organisation, like a, a Grand Moff? That, that'd be good, right? Could be like a planetary oversector governor. That, I, I, I'll do it. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say me necessarily, but I'll, I'll do it. That was great. <laughs> 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 
two points, Phil. Well done. Thank you. If you were lagging behind John a bit, I might have given you a bonus for having such knowledge, but since you're in the lead, you're not getting one. So, next question in the round is for Tom. And remember, for this one, I, I don't expect you to get the person's name because it isn't mentioned in the movie. Greedo is mentioned in the movie, so that's why I didn't <laughs> think of it to John. Then man your ships, and may the force be with you. It's just a... So it's got to be when they're going, when they're all off in their to go and attack the Death Star and he's the guy who's sending them off but I can't think who he is it sounds like Admiral Akbar, like the voice mm-hmm. modulation put on it actually sounds like yeah, Admiral Ackbar yeah, <laughs> may the force be with you so it's just a dude it's just a, a yeah. commander dude like I said you don't need his name but you've basically described who it is yeah cool, a dude <laughs> that was his answer <laughs> commander dude commander dude technically General Jan Doduna <laughs> is that his name? yeah I thought he wasn't named was it? He's not named, but obviously Wikipedia has him. Oh. oh, and the fact that he's a dude, I thought that was just a really clever witticism from you that oh, he, was, yeah, he had was. dude in his name. I actually, misread it. It's General Jan Dodonna. Oh. I thought you say it's, it's General Greedo instead of General Guido. <laughs> Donna kebab. General Jan Dodonna kebab. <laughs> it sounds like something you'd order, doesn't it? General Jan Dodonna <laughs> and chips. General Jan Dodonna and chips. <laughs> So well done there, Tom. I've given you two points. You knew who it was. The guy giving the briefing before the attack on the Death Star. I think you filled in some gaps there. but Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm being generous. <laughs> so, John's second question. Only her is dangerous. Word of this gets out, it could generate sympathy for the rebellion in the Senate. Well, it's, it's the guy who's walking along with um, Governor Tarkin. He's just a... Or is it with Darth Vader then? He's, he's walking off. But it's just one of the like the commanders on the Death Star. Yeah. And after he's just talking about after they've captured Leia. Can I just add a little bit? Yeah. I think it's um it's right, it's just one of like the Imperial um commanders, but it's when they're in the little um circular around the that circular table having the meeting and then Tarkin and Vader walk in and interrupt. And Tarkin explains how the Emperor just liquidated what was left of the Senate uh, and that, they, right, that the governors okay. will be in control of their territories. Right. I'm just... afraid you're both wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. This is a guy on the Tanti 4 walking alongside Vader once they've just captured uh, Princess Leia. This was after they've oh. just captured I thought it was after yeah. they come out of the room after they just tortured her. Yeah. But you're right. Fair enough. His name is Dinergia. And he's right, and he's just like one of the commanders on yeah. the yeah. He's a stormtrooper officer. Commander dude. Oh uh, stormtrooper officer. <laughs> you can say Command- it, John if you want. Commander the Duderson. Got me a point. It's quite a woolly scoring system for this round, so I don't <laughs> really know what to expect. Well I, I think I'll give you a point because you kinda of got the idea that, you know, he worked as some kind of officer for the Imperial forces, but you could have just let it I think your problem was you went a little right, bit too deep and you took yourself out of what you could have had the answer. Tom's very bad at working out when someone's not finished a sentence. Listen to the tone. Ba 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 And then you just start talking. Ba 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 full stop. Oh nice one, that's when the full stop comes. Ba 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 Oh, he's finished talking. I'll 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 cut in now. I apologize. So his name is Dinah Gia. I had a little extra tidbit I'd written down about him, but I'm starting to bore myself. So <laughs> we'll just move on, shall we, to Phil's question. So I've, I've given you one point there, John. <laughs> Phil's question. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. 
I suggest we use it. So that's one of the other um, uh, Imperial commanders, and it's uh, from that scene that I was talking about, and it's right before um, Vader interrupts and says that the power of the space station is insignificant next to the power of the Force. Yeah. Um, I don't know the guy's name, though. Probably doesn't have a name. Not in the movie, no. But can you give me any more information about this person, other than he's a guy sat around the table? Uh, well, he's a person that Vader Force chokes, yeah, I think. Yeah, there we go. There's your two points, Phil. Well done. Mm-hmm. He's Conan Antonio Motti. That's an Italian name. It might be mixed with Guido. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Motti is technically an admiral, and he actually lost out to Tarkin for the position of Grand Moff. So, maybe he's a little bit bitter, and that's why he's, you know, talking back to Vader a little bit. He's a, re- a regular Moff. <laughs> Just a Moff. <laughs> So at the end of that round, running scores are Tom on six. Only one point ahead of him is John on seven. He's got that, yeah. And Phil's on nine. Nice. Nice. Tom's getting the handicap scores now. I've been scored harshly. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a question from um, a podcaster who has two podcasts. One is called Emotionally 14, and the other one is actually called Talk Star Wars. Ooh. So he was obviously going to write in a question for us. What a show off. Two podcasts. Gentlemen, good evening. This is Rob from Talk Star Wars and Emotionally 14. Hope you guys are having a good show. I have no doubt that you are. So um, this question is right in my wheelhouse, being a Star Wars guy. You've just been given the keys, or whatever they use to start them up, to your very own YT-1300 freighter. Exactly like the Millennium Falcon in every way, except you get to pick the name. What do you choose? Love the show, guys. Hope it's a good one. And uh, bye for now. The the Centenary Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Slight, slightly derivative. Yeah, I like it. Can you oh, imagine okay. turning up to Han Solo like, oh, check out my new ship. It's a free, yeah, it's like yours. I call it the Centenary Hawk. Oh, Bitch, really? please. <laughs> what would I call my own Millennium Falcon? I don't know. I don't know. Um... <laughs> John's still laughing at his joke. I'm really impressed with that. It's a really good question and a really good answer. Uh, I'd call it, if it's the fastest ship in the galaxy, I'd call it Light Flash. <laughs> Parsec destroyer, <laughs> superior wayfinder. <laughs> I'm going to go with light flash. <laughs> Do you see that picture recently on the internet where they tried to disguise? In fact, one of you sent it. I saw it on Reddit, Jack but I think, it, yeah, I think, Jack sent it in the group where they tried to disguise the actual um, model of the Millennium Falcon by mm. putting a few containers around it. Yeah. But Google um, Google Air took a picture of it from. It's got like tarps over it and that, isn't it? They could have done a better job of tarping the yeah, whole you thing. You think they just tarp over the containers and make the make the shape square um, instead of the shape of the Millennium Falcon with the containers. <laughs> imagine, imagine how excited the person was who first found that. <laughs> I'd be like, look, it's light flash. <laughs> <laughs> light flash. <laughs> I'd want to um, avoid the eyes of, of you know the taxman and just call it perfectly legitimate cargo transport of vessel. <laughs> <laughs> Above board transport. Yeah. Do you want a fact from an, an IRL friend of the show? Let's hear him. It's a guy I know called Josh. Works with Harriet. Cool. Mm. 
Do you know what the um, internal temperature of a tauntaun is? No. Lukewarm. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. I like that. I like that. We watched, uh, me and Ed watched Empire the other day, but I covered his eyes when he sliced open the Tonto. <laughs> and the bit where um, we watched the remastered one, and you see like the, the long shots of the um, Hoth monster as well, where it's like, <laughs> like, and it's real bloody. So I covered his eyes for those bits as well. What, Ed's your son? Yeah. He's 19. <laughs> <laughs> He's three. Now let's move on to round three. Here you go, Larry. You see what happens? You see what happens, Larry? Soto Day. Round three is Soundhog Day, and I'm going to play an audio clip from the movie of a sound effect. You've got to describe the context. Where does this sound effect come from? And you're going to get up to two points, depending on how accurate you are. Let's kick off with Tom. What is that sound effect, Tom? Well, it's a lightsaber. There is a lightsaber in there, yeah? I'd say it's maybe... I'd say it's probably Luke practising, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. With that little robot. There you go, two points. Could you say which part specifically, though? Oh, is it the bit where he put the, the blindfold helmet on? Yeah. But with the blast shield down, I can hardly see. How am I supposed to fight? <laughs> was that George uh, George Lucas's direction? No, w- wussier. Yeah. <laughs> no, still, still wussier. Well, I was going to say, it's a bit Bill Paxman in Aliens, isn't it, really? Real defeatist. <laughs> yeah. and... Whiny. No, we need really whiny. <laughs> so two points there, Tom. Well done. Question for John. when Chewie's shot at the walls in the... No, it wasn't Chewie who shot at the walls. It was when... Um... Oh, I don't even know. It's when Han shoots the walls in the uh, trash compactor. Yeah. And he's just bouncing around. So, for the second point, I want you to tell me the designation number of the garbage masher. No? Oh, come on, John. Uh, well, no, hang on. It's just... It's Lucas, see. It's just shut down the all the trash compactors on the... No, I don't know, because 3PO just shuts them all down in the yeah, end. It, it is said in the film, John, it's 3263827. Who says it? Sorry, mate. Luke Sorry. keeps saying it over and over again, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it's saying, it's saying shut down all the garbage compactors on the detention bay. When, when does yeah, he say, when does he when say, does he say that? that he does do it. He says it. All right, all right. On the communicator. Fact-checking Ben's coming in. Let's hear it. Man with the facts, it's fact-checking Ben. Here's a clip from the movie which happens just after C-3PO has shut down the garbage masher and Luke is finding a way to get out. You're all right! You did great! Hey! Hey, open the pressure main attack! Where are we? 3263827! Because the, the number that is bounded on there is when the, unless this is a question coming up, is when he says TK421, why aren't you at your post? Mm. And that number you said sounded like, I thought it was... I mean, I was obviously joking. You've got two points, John. (laughs) (laughs) So, two points, John. Now, Phil's question. Um, I think that's a bit where Han... 
Han Solo fires a retaliatory shot at Greedo. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Phil. You better have been joking. Yeah. Guido. Guido. So it's when, um, depending on what version you see, um, the originally morally uh, ambiguous decision that Han makes to assassinate Greedo um, for basically threatening him, or um, in the later remastered version, it would be the retaliatory shot. There you go. Two points. Well done. Snitch. (coughs) (laughs) Harrison Ford did an AMA on Reddit in 2014. And they asked him, someone asked him, you know, who, who shot first? Can you guess what he said? Is it, he doesn't care. Yeah. 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 He said, I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him say that. Uh, in the They're all mumbly, isn't it? I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> if you look at the, the remastered version, it really looks wrong because he's, yeah. Yeah. he's like laying in his chair super yeah, nonchalantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then just this sudden like sideways dodge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's horrible. Like the rest of his body doesn't move and his head just twitches <laughs> to the side yeah. and he just goes, what? It's awful. It's rubbish. Hand shot first. In my hand opinion. shot first. So the sound effect was um, hand shooting Guido. <laughs> and you were right. Two points. Well done. Guido. So second question for Tom. What's the sound effect? Well, it's so much shutting down. Aww. What gets shut down in the film, Tom? A few things, isn't it? Ooh. Don't go too mad with a clue, will you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a bit where the Millennium Falcon gets shut. They shut it down as he's as he's going into the get as the Death Star pulls him in. What's take, pulling it in? Take points off him. <laughs> so what's uh, he needs the points. So what's pulling the Millennium Falcon into the Death Star? Tractor beam. Isn't that what they shut down? I don't know. You, t- <laughs> you tell us, no, Tom. I'm taking it if you're giving it. If you're giving it to me like this, you can get uh, points. yeah. Okay. Can I can I jump in and yeah, say? Go it, on then, Phil. It was Obi Wan shutting down the tractor beam. Nice. It was, and I won't give Tom a point. <laughs> Even though I'm being generous, you really handed it to him on the plate there. No tidbits about tractor beam, I'm afraid. It's, yeah, it's tractor beam, isn't it? What are going to do? <laughs> have, you got, have you got three paragraphs on the, on the tractor beam sound effect? The tractor beam on the Death Star was installed in the. Uh... After a competitive bid from three bid, they actually went with the. Uh... Foolishly went for the cheaper tractor beam, which could be manually shut down, unlike the more expensive rivals. <laughs> had they which had a tamper- iron repellent, yeah. Had a tamper proof fail safe mechanism. <laughs> but due to budget constraints. Right. So, no points, Tom, I'm afraid. Second question for John. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Can I give a clue? Yeah, if you like, yeah. It's something else that eventually gets shut down. Then ends up being a success because of the fact that it got shut down. But I don't, I don't want to... He's, he's right, yeah. Good. Well done, Phil. It's the targeting computer of the X-Wing. Very good, right. Philip. Switch to targeting computer. I'm giving you a bonus point there. Right, yeah, well done. Good. Thank you. Can I say a small gripe I have with the um, while we're on that sort of targeting computer bit? Yeah, it's the way the torpedoes enter the um, ventilation shaft. So they're making like a they're making a, their um, kind of trench run like parallel to the ground of the Death Star. So when they fire the torpedo, 
the vent goes like perpendicular from the surface. So they so they travel like straight along the surface, then they do like an abrupt ninety degree turn and like go downwards, which I don't really get how they're doing that. I was going to say, like, a vent could be an inlet, but they do say it's a small thermal exhaust port. Mm. So, yeah. Plus, there'd be no sucking in the vacuum of space. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Just hand the jobs. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you know, unless that is, like, forced telekinesis. That, yeah, he could um, be using the force. Yeah, maybe yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi, because he's more powerful than we could ever imagine now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Perhaps he, like, forced them down. No points there for you, John. Phil picked up the bonus point. No, well done, Phil. Thank and you. your last question for this round... Uh, I'm gonna. Um, I'm a bit annoyed that I can't remember what the name of the game is, but it's the um, hologram game that's sort of a bit reminiscent of chess. That yeah, three PO and um, and it's the bit where the big lo- the one with like big gangly arms like picks up the other one and slams it. Yeah, well done. Yeah, Mon- what is it called? Monster chess. Uh, well, it's called Dejaric. I had heard that before, but it's only from watching like some losery YouTube videos and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hollow chest, basically. Did Jarek. Well done, Phil. Two points. Thank you. Is that the end of the round then? I picked up loads of points then. End of the round. You got full house there, Phil. And then some. With a bonus <laughs> point. That was a bit of an R2D2 noise. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I like his I like the nervous <laughs> R2D2 noise where the jowers are there. Yeah, like, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> end of that round. Still trailing. Tom, eight points. Again, only one point ahead, John. Nine right, points. Well that's, yeah, that's a bit wrong. And uh, picking up a, a bit of distance out in front now is Phil on 14 points. The Jedi Master. Jedi Master Phil. Kicking ass. <laughs> I'm just thinking of other R2-D2 noises now. I like his uh, I like his kind of anxiety noise where 3PO's walking away from him and he goes, do, 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 do. And he's like, <laughs> like, please don't go, come back. <laughs> <laughs> And his malfunctioning noise, I won't do that one. And that will. He goes, uh, that's <laughs> when the jaw was shooting. He goes, <laughs> let's hear some questions from the Admit One Movies podcast. These guys record their podcast in a pub. Which is a, that's a nice Ooh, idea. What a novel idea. Yeah, very good. Hi, Quotal Retail. It's Simon from Admit One Movies here. So here's a question for you. If you were the stormtrooper who bashed your head on the door, how would you style it out? Yeah, if it had just gone, oh, sorry, George, I banged my head. Shall we do that scene again? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how it <laughs> Maybe no one saw it. Well, actually, this is not a laughing matter at all because that actor actually suffered some pretty serious injuries from that. Like, no joke, I was, I was, really? yeah, I was, I was watching a, um, a review of the film and he talked about that little blunder, but like the actor actually had to spend like quite a decent amount of time in hospital. Fact check it if you like. Maybe that's a fact checking Ben. The man with the facts, it's fact checking Ben. Sorry, Phil, but that fact is bollocks. In an interview with Hollywood Reporter, the actor who played the Stormtrooper, Laurie Good, said, As I wasn't moving too fast, it was more of a scuffed bash, so it didn't hurt. So no head trauma. Fake news. Anyway, how would you style it out? Uh, I don't know, I don't know how well you can style out banging your head on a door frame, can you really? 
low in it. Just a little bit. Just, How could you start yeah. out? You know, we just like try and turn it into like a little funky dance. There should be of... a sign up here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be good. If... Cut to him filling out a near yeah. miss form, an accident form. So TK427. Yeah, so. No, a guy like four hours later spray painted it yellow and black striped. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very. Cut to, yeah, the health and safety review board chaired by Vader, something like that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, right, right. So it's all know. the people in helmets, they're the ones with the problem. Yeah, it's like, so we'll review. Yeah, well, you had your PPE on, so that's good. Yeah, but uh, we still need to put remedial action in place. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to have them sprayed. Is that is that so? Yeah. So I think, I think we'll say, style it out by raising the near miss, and uh, have a corrective action put in place to yeah. uh, spray paint black and yellow yeah. hash lines over yeah, all, all doors, doorways. Yeah. Please mind your head. Hi there, Quotal Recall. Simon here from Admit One Movies. What noise forms the basis for the sound of blaster fire, according to the legendary sound designer, Ben Burt? I'm so annoyed I got this one wrong. Oh, you were pretty close. These I guys, was, I was close, but I got it wrong. You were close, all right, because you're a wizard, all right? I knew the answer because I'm a genius. These guys haven't got a hope because they're morons. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey. Hey. Oh, what the guy with the moron. Steady well, which blaster sound are they going for? The original blaster sound? Because the blaster sound's been tampered with a lot. And they did clarify it then, didn't they, by the said? Yeah, like the original blaster sound. The original blaster sound. <laughs> into I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the blaster sound is. Blank faces all around. Yeah. Let's hear the answer. Hello, Recall. The answer to that question was he went out with a hammer and bashed on the suspension wires of um, radio antenna masts and recorded the noise. That's made the core of it. I can hear that now. In 1970. If you'd like more incoherent ramblings and general abuse, please listen to our podcast, AdmitOneMovies.com. Let's move on to the next round, which isn't the backwards round. We're not doing it this week. We're skipping it. Skipping it. I've replaced it with um, a one-off round for this podcast, which is called Name the Creature. Oh, God. Since it's a one-off, it has no intro music. So, Tom, do you want to give us some some intro music? Um, I sound like an MG42 from Saving Private Ryan. I was watching that last night. Hey, while we're talking about weapons, another IRL friend of the show, Ewan Motion, work friend, he's uh, submitted a listener snitch that most of the blasters are altered replicas of World War II and Cold War weapons. Hans Blaster is a Mauser C96. The heavy weapons trooper with the orange spalder has a modified Lewis gun, and the E11 Blaster is a modified Sterling SMG. Nice, right. nice. And it's just reminding me, looking at my notes, the uh, the thing I mentioned earlier about you know the false starts podcast said, oh, isn't everyone's favourite bit of trivia that Carrie Fisher's coke finger is visible in many scenes? Carrie Fisher responded to this on Twitter one day and, and said. I never use my fingernail for drugs. I use dollars or tiny spoons like every other respectable former drug addict. Good <laughs> blast. <laughs> of all the listener snitches you've heard tonight, which you like the most, which would you give the award to? I quite like the blasters on me. He went into some detail, didn't he? But the lukewarm joke is pretty good as well. <laughs> the lukewarm joke, I can't... Um, I don't know. I'm too I'm too much of a perfectionist and would say that that, f- that only fits into uh, Empire. Yeah, right. true, yeah. So I'd, I'd go with the blasters, me. I think it was some good information. Shout out to it Ewan. Heavy detail. Well done, Ewan. Right, let's get on with this round. Mm. 
Tom's given us the uh, intro music. Love you already. <laughs> I don't know. You probably, I, can't, I can't just make up music on this <laughs> Name the creatures. I don't know. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you how the round's going to work, and then you can just just go with something. Oh come on! Come you're going to hear like a a bit of a. Come uh, on, Tom! You're holding it up, man. You're going to hear a sound from the movie, which is either like a creature or maybe it's you know sort of more of a droid, mechanical, robot type thing. But you've basically got to tell me what it is. I'm up to two points for getting it correct. Tom? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Do I let John have a go? <laughs> I want to see what you've come up with. I can't, I don't know. I'm not. I think you've uh, you've made a name for yourself with a fact-checking fact checking. Yeah, but bench we were flowing a bit then. There was a few other people doing it. It wasn't just me just being put on the spot to make up a song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, sorry, listeners, but Tom refuses to come up with a song. Let's just start off with the round. Question one for Tom. What is this creature? Bit marked. Yeah, just because that, that was a bit not much Jowers. Off, uh, Jowers. Yeah, it's Jowers. Good, good those, going, little, those little hoodlums. They are my favourite. I do. They are one of my favourite characters. Really, I think. <laughs> do they actually say Jower in the film? Do they actually call them yeah, Jowers? Yeah, call them Jowers yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. Right. They're the best. Houtini. <laughs> hey, I've got a fucking. Do you know what Houtini means? What? Come over here. Oh really? Yeah. Or in Jawa. In Jawa. That's what they say, don't they? Ooh, teeny! Ooh, teeny! <laughs> yeah, because they're constantly rounding things up, aren't they, pretty much? Yeah. I noticed that there's Snitch. a... Snitch material. They share a piece of language with the Ewoks as well, I noticed, when I watched this yeah. one. And um, Jedi, I'm going to try and do it. When they go, after it just goes, Houdini! One of them in the background goes, Awee-ya! <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's the exact same noise that um, the Ewoks make. Nice. So that led me to believe that maybe the Jawas are just Ewoks with hoods up. Yeah, maybe a similar yeah. size, but yeah. Fact checking Ben. Fact checking Ben. Nice. Man with the facts. It's fact checking Ben. Nice. Here are two audio clips. Firstly, from this movie with the Jawas saying "utini," which means "wow," apparently according to Wikipedia, and then secondly from Return of the Jedi when the Ewoks ambush the stormtroopers on Endor. Utini. <laughs> We surrender. Have you noticed how um, all this is dink? How um, kidnapping and selling droids into slavery is like an acceptable practice, even though they are like sentient beings. Mm. Slap a restraining bolt on them, and there you go. Yeah. I like how manipulative R2-D2 is as well, how he manipulates Luke into... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's taking his, yeah, restraining, taking his restraining belt off. <laughs> what a ledge. Shows him a little picture of a, a pretty woman. <laughs> oh, well, if you uh, if you take off my restraining bolt, I might be able to show you more. Hey, there's more where that came from. <laughs> all you need to do is just unclip this bolt, mate. That's all you need to do. So. Oh. What, what are we on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm hoping this, we, we'll stay on this question for another 30 minutes, really. It's good. I think it's really... Uh... Well, if you'd have got here on time, John, it'd only be 10 o'clock. <laughs> so, two points there, Tom. Well done. Question for John. 
Oh god, I can't even think that sound like a different one of the different films. Just do it one more time. I can't. Oh, sand people. Yeah, sand. Sand people. Sand people. Yeah. Yeah, sand yeah. Sandpaper. Sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another snitch attempt. Oh, go on, Phil. That sand person name is literally erg 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 erg. You might. What do you mean? Well, the the name of that character. Apparently, the name of that sand person is is literally Erg 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 Erg. <laughs> so he's just saying his name then. Yeah, he just that was just him saying his name. It'd be like you standing up and going John Gowans <laughs> and smacking somebody. Steve Hall. <laughs> Steve Hall. <laughs> Do you know what? If that's true, that's that's a hundred percent money in the snitch. Here we go. Man with the facts. It's fact checking Ben. I can confirm that that fact is true. So two points, Phil, and uh, probably a snitch there as well. That was me. That was my question. That was two points, John, and possibly a snitch for Phil as well. (laughs) Right, question for Phil. Um, so I believe that was the um, interrogation droid that they used to interrogate Leia. When it, yeah. it flies into the room with that really ominous needle. Second question for Tom. And um, you're never going to get the actual name of this thing. So just a description will do. <laughs> Play it again. <laughs> it's got to be the dude with the big... Barley chin, isn't it? <laughs> he doesn't like, like, like Luke as well. Yeah, yeah. The baboon bum chin. Yeah, that's correct. So you're getting two points. And the piggy dude. I you, don't like you either. It's a, it's his mate in it. Yeah. yeah. You better watch it. I have the death sentence on five systems. Yeah. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the creature type is an aqualish. He's an aqualish. And his name is Ponda Baba. Ponda Baba? Yeah. Nice. So we we go. I call Aubrey Baba all the time. Baba? So I should have maybe Baba. got that. Call Aubrey Ponda Baba. Ponda Baba. Really? Two points, Tom. John, your second question. Uh, uh, it's... No. I don't know, unless it's that little thing that Chewie scares us at screwing on the Death Star. No, I think this might be the hardest question of the game. I know what it is. Yeah? It's um, it's the big dick face who gives the location to the stormtroopers when they're in Mos Eisley. Well done, Phil. Oh, oh God, yeah. Another bonus point. The well done. Well done. It's the anteater. Yeah, anteater. That's less Freudian of a thing to call it, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> big cock face. <laughs> Dick knows. Dick knows. Um, and it's a Kubaz. 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 Really interesting, all this this Wikipedia. <laughs> I love it, man. It's class. Yeah, I'm going to go on it when I get home. I can't good. wait. Right. So, no points for John there. And Phil picked up the carryover. Well done, Phil. And last question of the round for you, Phil. <laughs> I think that's the mouse droid. Yeah. Whose primary function is cleaning and escorting um, Imperial officers to the destinations. I love it like that. Beep, 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 beep. That's always been my favourite one. 
Is it? I think it is actually called a mouse droid as well. Uh, it's called an MSE six series repair droid, but MSE sounds like it stands for mouse. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Would you like to hear the um, perhaps slightly controversial running scores? Yeah. Why is Tom overtaking me now or something? Tom's on twelve points. John's on eleven. <laughs> right. And Phil's on nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> is that including the snitches? Five points per snitch. Well, today I'm giving the snitch three points and you'll probably get that too. But let's just see how things go. Another question from a podcaster. Here's one from Beyond the Box Set. So, Quotal Recall, if you could pitch a Rogue One-style spin-off movie about any character that appears or is referenced in the original Star Wars movie, who would you choose? What about a Greedo spin-off? <laughs> who? <laughs> Guido, man. Guido. 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 <laughs> hey, Guido! <laughs> the fuck you doing is Guido! I'd pick the, um, the Stormtrooper at the start that sees Princess Leia when she looks around from the thing, and he goes, there she is. Put him on stun, and then she shoots him. And I'd pick like the lead up to his day. Him saying to his missus, like, I'm off to work now, I'm gonna do real good today. And then he just gets capped by Leia. Today's gonna be like, a good like, day. But but Dave, you know I worry about you. Don't worry. It's a little princess. I've got my blaster. Yeah, yeah. My spin-off would be for knowing what happened to Obi-Wan, but then it might be a bit boring because he kinda of goes into exile. But if it just like it just might just be him pottering into Mos Eisley now and then, wouldn't it? Doing a bit of shopping and then coming back, and just ah, oh, you know, forgot yeah. this and just goes I, to buy like a bag of apples. That's five pounds, please. Yeah. You don't need my money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your money. It was just funny. It was, it was just more trivial than I. But what five pounds? These were only four pound yesterday. <laughs> just like that because he'd just gone out of it. Because I think that's the idea with his character. Isn't it? He, he just goes into exile, mm, so yeah. that'd make a dull one. Becomes really. a hermit. Yeah, that's another continuity error between episode three um, and episode four. Four because it's about it's only about sixteen, seventeen years between. Because Luke Skywalker is only about seventeen, isn't he? In the first one, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. He's only young, so that means there's only like seventeen years between him going into exile. And during that time, he forgets um, that he ever owned a droid, and like you know, I mean, he, he was he was knocking around with R two D two and C three PO tons in there, so he would have yeah, re- yeah, recognized yeah, the yeah. shit out of them. Sixteen years, yeah. And at the end of the third one, um, he's learned to communicate with Qui Gon Jinn through the Force as well. So he's just been like hanging out with um, Qui Gon, like the Force Ghost of Qui Gon, for the last seventeen years. <laughs> there you go. There's a spin off: the Adventures of Obi Wan and Ghost Qui Gon. <laughs> <laughs> just getting, yeah, just just getting stoned, talking about the old days. <laughs> Obi-Wan and Ghosty One. Good question there from Beyond the Box Set. Um, you should check out their podcast. Their, their thing is they do imaginary sequels to movies Ooh. and pitch what a sequel might be like, which is good fun. Cool. Oh, so it was a relevant question yeah. that they gave us then, obviously. Yeah. It linked yeah, into yeah. their... It kind of fits their raison d'etre. What was it called again? Beyond the Box Set. You're definitely going to get that word you just said into the final... Uh, <laughs> raison d'etre. <laughs> raison d'etre. <laughs> There's no way that's not going in. Is it the correct nomenclature? <laughs> Sorry, Phil. Someone who wants to talk to you. A very special friend who was with you at the party tonight. Oh, but not interrupting. What does he want? Hans. Bobby. Let's be straight, okay? You're very perceptive. <laughs> hey, it's not what I want. It's what I can give you. Hans. Bobby. Let's put it in my terms. Tell us what have you told me. Hey. John Boy, I can give it to you. Alice, Hans, Bobby, 
I'm your white knight. The conversation. Round five is called The Conversation. This is where we take a conversation from the movie and remove one character's dialogue and let you guys fill in. Change things up slightly this time. There's only going to be one question and I want you to take it in turns to do the dialogue. Mm. And just to keep things moving, I'm going to give you three seconds to give your answer. Otherwise, one of the other two can jump in. This is a really long one then, a really long question. So the scene I've taken is the scene where Leia is brought out to Governor Tarkin Mm. because she's uh, resisting the uh, interrogation droid and they want to find out the location of the rebel base. So there's only two characters for us to play, but it's between three of us and you're going to go what between one... So you three are all going to... They're going to fill in for Leia. Oh, right, okay. And you're just going to take it in turn, starting with Tom. So how, how are you attributing the points in this one, then? So what I'm going to do is, at the end of this round, whoever I think does the best job gets overall... Gets all the points. Gets three points. Three points. You need these, John, as well. Yeah. Right? This, could, this is well, game-changing for you two. <laughs> for you two. Not for me. I'm already putting my cut. <laughs> right. So it's three seconds each time. And then pass over? Or? Yeah, and then and then someone else can jump in if they know it. <coughs> right. Otherwise okay. we'll move on. Okay. Ready. You're starting, Tom. Just to help set you up a bit, the scene starts with one of the Death Star officers talking to Tarkin, just as Leia's brought out to him, and she addresses him in a not-so-savory manner. We've entered the Alderaan system. And time's up. Governor Tarkin, I recognised your foul stench as soon as I boarded this ship. Charming to the last. You don't know how hard I found it signing the order to terminate your life. I'm sure you found it... uh, I don't know. (laughs) No, no. Uh, I think she says something about holding Vader's leash. Nope. I'm surprised you had the courage to take the responsibility yourself. Princess Leia, before your execution, I would like you to be my guest at a ceremony that will make this battle station operational. No star system will dare oppose the Emperor now. The more you tighten your grip, the more systems will slip through your fingers. Nice. Mm. Not after we demonstrate the power of this station. In a way, you have determined the choice of the planet that will be destroyed first. Since you are reluctant to provide us with the location of the rebel base, I have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Alderaan. No, not Alderaan. We're peaceful people. We don't even have any weapons. You will prefer another target, a military target? Then name the system. I grow tired of asking this, so it'll be the last time. Where is the rebel base? Dantooine. It's on Dantooine. There, you see, Lord Vader, she can be reasonable. Continue with the operation. You may fire when ready. What? You're far too trusty. Dantooine is too remote to make an effective demonstration, but don't worry. We will deal with your rebel friends soon enough. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was no at the end. Yeah, it was very good. Oh, it's going to be difficult. I don't know who to assign that to. Let's, l- let's listen to the full scene. It was me. We've entered the Alderaan system. Governor Tarkin, 
I should have expected to find you holding Vader's leash. Oh, yeah. I recognized your foul stench mm. when I was brought uh, on board. So you missed a bit of yeah, leash, yeah. Charming to the last. You don't know how hard I found it signing the order to terminate your life. This was me. You had the courage to take the responsibility yourself. We didn't Princess get Lear, before your execution, I would like you to be my guest at a ceremony that will make this battle station operational. I nailed this. Bit. No star system will dare oppose the Emperor now. The more you tighten your yeah, he did. Up, the more star systems will slip through your fingers. Not after we demonstrate there, the power of this station. In a way, you have determined the choice of the planet that will be destroyed first. Since you are reluctant to provide us with the location of the rebel base, I have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Alderaan. No. Alderaan is peaceful. We have no weapons. You can't You will prefer another target, well, a military Very target, good. then name the system. And I was impressed here at John getting Dantooine. Yeah, I was asking this. I used to think she said Tatooine. Time. I always thought she said Tatooine. Where well. is the rebel base? Dantooine. You're on Dantooine. There. You see, Lord Vader, she can be reasonable. Continue with the operation. You may fire when ready. What? You're far too trusting. I got that right. Dantooine yeah. is too remote to make an effective demonstration, but don't Overall, worry. I was we will deal guys. with your I rebel friends well, soon enough. Oh, I'd love to share the points between you, really. Why don't we just get one point each? Well, I've decided to go points to John. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was better than Tom and Phil didn't need the points. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. <laughs> and no, and he'd been, he had the handicaps point. And I can't remember what question it was. I, I, I was really robbed on it. I think it was... A, <laughs> John, I gave you the points. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the... I think I should have got a better two points from my Alec Guinness, I think. But it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll, okay. I'll take those points unjustly because I was unjustly not awarded a point in the first one. So it's fine. It's balanced. Two unjusts make a just. So final scores. 12 points to Tom. Good showing, considering you th- didn't think you could compete earlier. I tell you, watching the film, which I've never done before when we've done it, <laughs> actually watching the film like just before just you do it, having seen it, the yeah. film, <laughs> no, but just watching it like a week the week before you do it or something yeah. like that, it just actually helps quite a lot. A bit of revision. <laughs> yeah, I've never actually done it before. Like if I'd done my homework at school, I think I might have done quite well. So twelve points to Tom, fourteen points for John, and. Uh, Decent lead out in front with his extra three points for the snitch because he had so fucking many. Right. 22 points for Phil. Well, well done, Phil. Phil, Phil, Phil. Cheers, crew. John, John, John. What was it called? Which, hang on, Ben, which which of my snitch attempts has actually won, do you think? I think it would be the the Tuscan Raider's name is Urg, Urg, Urg. But if that so if that one if that one uh, transpires to be uh, false, I have plenty um, kind of backup snitches. We, we don't we don't have to recap, but yeah. Here's let me just say something else about that scene. <sighs> <Go on. laughs> you, you can you can choose not to use it, um, but I realised when I uh, when I watched it again, um, Leia's claim that the um, rebel base was on Dantooine. Tarkin sends like one of his officers officers away to investigate, um, like you know that claim whether or not it's true, mm. which will have saved his life because the Death Star was destroyed <laughs> yeah. shortly yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So Leia has sort of accidentally saved the life of that um, 
that Imperial officer. He's just there with his feet the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> Lamping. 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 With I dodged a bullet there. Card. Lamping on Dantooine. <laughs> that's a spin-off, man. <laughs> there you go. That, that's your spin-off for uh, Beyond the Box set. Just a guy lamping on Dantooine. So some of the listeners out there might want to, would like to follow us on some social media or get in contact. Which is the best platform to go for, Tom? Uh, Instagram, I in- suppose. Instagram, yeah, yeah. And how yeah. how would they find us on Instagram? Uh, Quartal Recall, at Quartal Recall. That's the one. What else are we on, John? Facebook. Yeah, we are on Facebook. Slash Quartal Recall. Is that, how you, is that how you reference? Yeah, probably. Do you say slash? Search it. Search it. It's there. What else? You can also twat us at Quartal underscore Recall. That's the one. And email QuartalRecall at gmail.com. Granddad. Get in touch. Thoughts, feedback, requests for future episodes. We're having uh, a little bit of a break for a little while now. Yeah. A couple of months off hiatus. Does this conclude series one of Quarter Week? <laughs> yeah. That's episode eight, you know, season length. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wait till um, it warms up again before we can record in, the, in our garage. Yeah. So check back in the summer. We've got a few things lined up. Um, tell you what, there's a new um, Jurassic Park coming out next year, I think, in there. Yeah. Jurassic World. I'd go for that, Tom. Jurassic, Jurassic yeah. Park. We'll do a Jurassic Park. We'll do a Predator, perhaps. You want to do another um, guest host version where you compete in Goodfellas, don't you, Ben? Yeah, I do. We could do more. Well, well we, we need to talking about Total Recall. I was going to say, we need, to be done. Yeah. we need to live up to the name of the podcast at some point, don't we? So thank you for listening, and join us again next time, maybe in the spring or summer of 2018. A friend of mine at work's got a Japanese lodger living with him at the minute. And it turns out, like, she's real quiet and just a bit of a hermit, just stays in a room. And it, like, he said he came in one night and he could just hear her speaking Japanese to herself in a room, like at like midnight, but like sort of talking real, like, posh and official sounding weird. And they asked her about it the next day. Turns out she's like a host for this Japanese radio show, like, um, in Japan that she has to host at midnight because it's whatever time in Japan. Right. But, like, she does it, she's meant to have a webcam on her face, but she doesn't want to do that, so she just points the webcam out the back window. <laughs> where, uh, and it's where he has to take the wheelie bins out. So I said, like, I said, it'll just be this big star in Japan, like, every time they take the, wheel, the wheelie bins out, all the Japanese will be cheering. Uh.